1: Welcome to the Loser's Lounge here. TNVR Studio, the Loser's Lounge. Dark. I mean, it is the Loser's Lounge. Today it is.
2: I I mean, we're in the lounge. We didn't lose. That's right. That's a great point. We We
1: won. This is the winner's lounge. We won. Do you know why we're winners, guys?
3: Because today's show is sponsored by our, presented, I should say, by our friends at Total Beverage.
1: Did your cat die today?
3: No? Okay. I don't it's have a cat. like it for a second there. What does that even mean? I'm allergic to cats. Oh,
1: wow. Are you saying bad. that I'm
3: sad? It does sound like you were sad. I'm a little sad. It's late. <laughs> Drove out to the office. Not, not I don't know. Not a lot of fun tonight. We were ready
1: for a party tonight, and we didn't get it. We did get a coming out party for Michael Porter Jr.
3: That's a party. Yeah. I have to say, this was a far more depressing debut than I ever anticipated. Not because of the way he played. He was awesome. He was awesome. But you just... And it still so I imagine this being such a hype night. I uh, imagine this live stream going through the roof, but... Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, happy, first wanted. of
1: all, happy Halloween to everybody. Right. Uh, I am, of course, Adam Matiz. This is
2: D-Line Co. Eric Weedham is my actual I name. I think D-Line Co. <laughs> I, I know that's what you think. That's what everybody says. <laughs> my my name is actually Eric Weedham. And, of
1: course... Of course, Brendan Vogt, who you know, yeah, you know
3: me because I'm on DNBR Nuggets. And How's of it going, course, guys?
1: And uh, guided along the way today by super producer Allie Monroy, who's off camera, but she is waving at you right now. <laughs> um, and we're, of course, here to recap this abysmal loss. This was it's funny that we picked this game to do a live show because this was easily the most difficult game to watch as the Denver Nuggets fan.
3: And it's pretty hard to when you're five games in. You can't ignore what that looked like. There were a lot of issues, Yeah. but dwelling on them is also kind of futile right. and yeah. silly, and it's a, the players can't get too high or too low. Yeah. Fans can't either, yeah. and like it's that they look awful now does not mean they're awful, but you can't pretend it's all roses either, so it's a tough time.
1: They look like they should have lost four games to start the season, and they kept eking them out, and they almost went 4-0, and, oh. yeah. and tonight they looked kind of like they yeah. always did, but Got smacked.
3: This is the loss though, Adam, that we talked about a couple of podcasts yes. ago that they were probably in need of. Uh I like they, it. they were gonna maybe keep skating by winning games like that through just on the baseline alone, but they're not playing winning basketball. They got whipped tonight. Uh, Malone yeah. Malone has an opportunity to do some real coaching tonight and tomorrow.
2: You know what's funny too is that the uh, the units keep trading off, which is the most ineffective.
1: Hmm, that is interesting, <laughs> man. It I was wondering, different tonight though. I thought. <laughs> Wow, what's that? It was the it was the bench that was okay, and the starters that were bad. I wonder, was there a swapped player? perhaps, that went from the bench to the starting group that maybe is a culprit for this?
2: Um, I got nothing. I have you no idea. You got nothing? You have no idea. <laughs> no,
1: no. so I guess we could start for a bunch of places. First of all, it's a terrible game defensively. Denver got absolutely worked. And the thing was, Will Barton goes out tonight because he has a swollen toe, apparently, which is kind of a weird injury to pop up out of nowhere. But he has a swollen toe. So Torrey Craig gets the start. And you think, okay, Torrey Craig replacing Will Barton, Denver's defensive ace, Torrey Craig, Denver gets lit up in that first quarter. I think uh, New Orleans had 17 points in, in under five minutes to start this game. Um, It was right from the start I think we saw Denver just did not Have it defensively
3: They didn't have it Paul Millsap Who's probably The best defensive player On the team Or at least once was Got absolutely Torched tonight By Brandon Ingram That was not something I expected coming in Do you think
1: it's because Of years of me Insulting Brandon Ingram And (laughs) talking about How terrible he is Yeah that's how it works You
3: know what it could be It could be years Of playing basketball For Paul Millsap And a really young Springy matchup
2: Well I mean Nicole Jokic Led the team And I don't know if you Do you lead the in minus. <laughs> he, he, he was in minus 16. So was yeah. Gary Harris. Uh Nikola Jokic took six shots tonight.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to get to Nikola Jokic. Okay. We're going to talk a lot about Nikola Jokic tonight because he was a big, big piece of this. But I just thought to start the game, you know, Denver, you, you want to see how a team comes out. You're coming off of a loss. You got a day of rest. You're on a two-game road trip. Let's see how you come out. And mm-hmm. Denver's offense was clunky. They hit some shots to, like, save them. Because I think they were down 17-13 or something like that yeah. when the first, first time outbreak. And you're thinking, like, okay, maybe um, maybe they'll come out and have some fire. Get absolutely scored on every single time. Frank Jackson goes off, for I think, for three threes in the first few games. Yeah, minutes. over
3: 20 points tonight for Frank Jackson. Over
1: 20 points for Frank Jackson. And it was just like Denver, whether it was the defensive intensity, execution, or both, it was just abysmal from the start, and it was a really bad sign. So I'm going to ask you, Brennan, I'm going to start you right off the bat. Do you think the
3: lineup had anything to do with it? Probably. Probably. I think Nikola Jokic is the engine right behind the offense, and and I think how they play on offense affects his energy level on defense. And when your best player is required to lead by example, as any best player is, if he's not thrilled with the offense, Jokic, we kind of know what it looks like. He yeah. doesn't communicate that in the huddle, seemingly, with teammates or coaches. He throws a fit. And it unfortunately, that often manifests itself in I mean, he made Jaleel Okafor look like a Hall of Famer, too. Yeah, he did. He's not trying. He's not picking anyone up in transition. And he may be right about whatever it is he's upset about in, in the long run. And, and I think that's probably the offense um, and the spacing with, with Tory Craig in the lineup. Um, but is, he's not right in the way he's handling this day-to-day. Because whether he wants this responsibility or not, he is the best player on this team. Mm-hmm.
1: Eric, what did you think from Jokic? I mean, I, listen, are we all on the same page? Did it look like Jokic was playing at about... I don't know, 20%?
2: I mean, it's tough because he had the stretch in the second quarter where he looked very engaged. He looked like the Jokic that we saw in the playoffs. He looked like the Jokic that we saw in uh, the World Championship. And um, it just, like, evaporated. I don't know exactly what happened. Like, I definitely, when it started, I was like, all right, here we are. We're back. We're back.
1: To your point, though, Brendan, you're right. Jokic throws these fits. And... We saw this last year. A lot of people are hitting me up on text or 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 on Twitter or whatever, just saying, "Hey, uh, this really reminds me of the Memphis game where Jokic was almost like looked like he was protesting and throwing a fit, and the third on defense wasn't there." And I I mean, look, he's twenty four years old. He's a grown a grown man now. He's a he's a superstar. He's a top ten player in the NBA. Uh, is this just who he is? Every star has a flaw. Is his flaws
3: that he just... <laughs> it's just his personality. Yeah, his personality <laughs> just sometimes is like... When John James, James is fed up, him. he trades everyone. When yeah, yeah, Jokic true. is fed up, he stops playing defense. No, it's true. Every 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 elite player has a flaw. And Jokic's flaw is not insignificant. It's, it's not. It's huge. It's huge. It's actually huge. It's huge. Because I do not believe... I do think he answered virtually all of the on-the-court questions last year right, yeah. in terms of play. Yeah. But these questions are... Not only are they still unanswered, I I worry we might be getting our answer. And it's that he's never going to be that guy.
1: So, so this is – I don't ever want to say never for a 24-year-old. But, I mean, 24 is also not young. He's, he's not a 19. Fifth year, he's a not yeah. year player. I mean, we've been at this. But, you know, there's uh, – people always laugh like, Adam, are you the biggest Jokic believer? You know funny take. I think I still believe Jokic to be this, like, player that could be an MVP. Like, I, I still think my ceiling for him is probably still a lot higher. But I think weirdly – I have him currently below, I think, or, or right around where most people do, or maybe even a little bit below. It's mm-hmm. funny. We were having drinks with a bunch of media people last week after the Nuggets won their home game, and Jokic kind of slept walked through a triple-double against Phoenix, and we were talking about where does he rank, and a lot of people had him third, fourth, fifth in the current NBA, Kevin Durant out, and yeah. I remember thinking, like, man, I'm am I the lowest on Jokic currently? <laughs> and it's not because of the talent. It's because... When you get to this stage of superstar, these other things start to matter a lot more. These intangibles, these like, can you just will yourself to having a good game when the situation is not perfect?
3: Malone talked a lot about championship mentality throughout training camp, and I don't know if he foresaw. He probably did this very start because this Mm. is the opposite of that. This is a team that I think knows it's easy for them to be good. They're waiting for the playoffs to start. It seems that way right now but they're not that good. They're not so right. good that they can post yeah. and you have to build championship habits across 82 games. If your best player isn't interested in the details, then the details will fall through the cracks. No matter who your head coach is. God, I hope they're not already in the mindset where they're
2: waiting for the playoffs to start after making the playoffs one time. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, are, I
3: kind of already, think they are. They've though. already gotten complacent. Maybe. Uh, I don't and know. That man. Complacent isn't the word that that's, that's unfair. I it's, what I mean to say is this, it's easy to find that motivation when you lost in game 82. It's easy to find that motivation when you lost to Portland in a series you should have won. But like, but that motivation now comes, I think, well, how do we turn that next corner? How do we go further in the playoffs? It's. I think it's really hard to stay locked in this early, but they have to be. Yeah. I think they have to be.
1: Also, you have to reestablish your identity every every year. And I know there's a, there's a lot of conversation about this team has a lot of continuity. They know who they are. Right. You know, Denver was a high-powered offense. They were a very fun-to-watch team, very balanced attack, and anybody could beat you. And I think they're trying to do that. They're not playing isolation ball or whatever. But they're not a very dynamic offense. They're not a very fun team. They're not a very like...
2: No, and it's it's like shattering all of the off-season, off-season narrative that we got where this was supposed to be their advantage coming the into the season. Right? was the yeah. continuity yep. so that they could take advantage of all of these unproven uh, duos that came together, but... Um, I, th- I mean, they just didn't hit any shots tonight either. Like, they just, Yeah, what
1: did they finish shooting from the three-point line? Because there was early on. And I some of it this, must
3: have been 13% or something like it that. It was in the 20. It was and, like 28%.
1: And that was like with the fourth quarter where they knocked down a couple. Yeah. So uh, some of this, though, is just bad luck. And like, you know, Frank Jackson goes off and he's making all the like, – Some of that's a little bit of variance. But some of it is – and I, I'm – I didn't tweet through this game, guys. Like, I I didn't put a lot out there, in large part because I have one take that swallows every other take, and I just don't want to be, like, right, hammering that home nonstop.
2: He hammered that home to us the entire game. Oh, that's so true. I didn't bring it up. Nonstop he though. tweeted uh, verbally to us the entire game.
1: <laughs> and I appreciate you guys hearing me, because Twitter, you didn't want to hear it. I know Twitter didn't want to hear it. But, but sometimes about those lineups, so teams, you go, oh, they just shot cold. You kind of always shoot cold when you throw out your... Lineups that that tend to get stuck in the mud.
3: Sure, but also, there, we're also now facing questions about some of these plague. Like, are these players three point shooters? Ooh, Jamal God. Murray, Gary Harris, Ooh. Monte
1: Morris. Jamal Murray, yes, high degree of difficulty shots and, and whatever. I mean, I don't think he's like an elite. I, I've always said this. I, he's not a Steph Curry guy. He's not like a, a Kyrie where it's just gonna he's gonna score a bunch. But I do think he's a
3: good. Is this weird to say? I do think he's a good three-point shooter. Sure, shirt. but he's not a great one, though. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's it's there was Geary I think wears. we certainly
2: paid him as though he's a, an elite. Three point shooter, so I, <laughs> I hope that you're wrong. There was an ideal. I think, ideal.
3: I think there player. was an ideal in our heads of what all these players, alongside Nikola Jokic, would look like, and we saw. We've seen glimpses of them and stretches of them. But can I? But can sure, I pour please. some cold water in your cold water?
1: <laughs> oh wow! This is a double cold water.
2: This <laughs> cold, wa- cold water. plus cold water equals warm water. Oh, is that right? how it works? That's, okay. that's not I didn't true. That's not true.
1: Physics. So. Um,
2: you know. I mean, come on. They they shot twenty six percent from the three point tonight. Um, they just didn't look good. They they had time for the like they could have capitalized and they just didn't. You know, I mean it's it's, it's an eighty two game season. No, I, no, I I just can't. The, the the tone is a little dark. I think. I right. love no, no, it. You're right. I love right.
3: it. You are right. And Optimism America <laughs> is and, in the building. And well, that was kind of my point about the bench the other night. I know you disagree with this, Adam, but it was like, well, look at the bench was so bad and they couldn't do this because this per. Yeah, they didn't play well. Maybe yeah. the next time they will play well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Nuggets just have to play better. They just have to play better. But, just have to play but better. that doesn't. It mean, does feel like there's a cloud over them, though. Yes. Yeah. The lack of fun. the yeah. the, the tension that's almost palpable, permeating through yeah, a screen. Yeah, it can't, is. I mean, you guys feel like you can feel it. So, look, nothing's changed about their ceiling or their or their long term projection.
1: But, but if, if in my case, I, even where I think they end up, yeah, I think this is part of the process. Part of the
3: process. But we just can't be the guys who see. All the potential in Denver, all the potential in guys like Jokic, and then ignore what's not going well. 100%. We have to acknowledge that Jokic's mentality has to be oh, better. He's been terrible, but, but I, I agree with you. Like, the this guy's not, you know, they're
1: three and two, and they can play better.
2: Right. And. I didn't get to make my trick-or-treat joke. They gave us a trick tonight instead of a treat.
1: Oh, that was such a good joke.
2: That yeah, was a pretty good joke. Uh, it still, I think it still landed, Twitter.
1: <laughs> um, By the uh, way, Twitter, send us your questions because we're going to be answering them in the next segment. We're getting someone
3: the Periscope, actually. We'll get them in the next segment here. Okay. I want to kind of set,
1: set a baseline here.
3: Oh, whatever, it's your show.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, there
2: were
3: seven for 26 from three. That's that's a poor— Let's, let's talk more about the offense, though— I, So one of our questions I think is interesting And I want to go to you with this one Adam Um, The Nuggets are dead last in pace Mm, Why is that Does that matter to you and why
1: It does matter to me We know from enormous amounts of, uh, of Data that if You play quick and transition you get good looks And you can force mismatches and actually in the preseason I thought Denver did a pretty good job of this I wrote about it actually on DNVR If you're a subscriber you saw this with video Examples but Jeremy Grant Uh, Malik Beasley Will Barton These guys are so fast Up and down the court And they can create These mismatches And in Grant's case You know teams When you get a mismatch Early Like in transition Even if you don't get A bucket directly Out of that It starts the defense From a disadvantage And Denver I, I don't know what the reason is, but for what, I, but Denver is not getting out at all, and it was very jarring tonight because New Orleans does such a good job of that.
3: Part of it seems to be defense, though, too, right? I mean, you well, could, yeah. you, and, and yeah. so they're not getting those stops, and yeah. and also when you're not getting those injections of life, yeah. not only do you lose your energy on offense, but also eventually it gets harder and harder to keep that up on defense. Well, I
2: mean, you you dismissed this when I brought it up when we were uh, tweeting each other with our mouths during. the... <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, don't you think
2: the fact that they're like the. Of their offense, the point center, uh the fact that he's lumbering behind the play, yeah and that the, the the team has to sort of wait for him to, to show up before they can set up their offense has something to do with it. Unless you're having, like, unless it's a pure fast break where Jokic plays no part in the offense, like he's behind the play every single time.
1: Yeah, I I mean I'll have to I'll really have to go back and watch this game to see if there was examples in this exact one, but I don't think so. you know Yoke Likes to play fast. He, he's a great outlet passer. Try. He gets the ball up. So when he's trailing the play, a lot of times it's not – he's not always the first guy down. In fact, he's usually the rebounder and pushing the break. Yep. It's just for whatever reason that there's not a lot of opportunities for that in and, and Denver. It doesn't seem to be a high priority. One of the things that I think has happened, and it's interesting that they played New Orleans because, you know, the last time Denver was such a great offense – the two, two seasons ago. Let's do ago. this, man. Let's do this ago. They they lost an incredible piece of their coaching staff. Chris Finch, who is widely credited for sort of being the architect of the Jokic <laughs> offense, goes to New Orleans. And it was really funny to see New Orleans tonight running as much as they were, getting so many transition baskets, and to see Denver just never doing it. Denver's offense, I think, very predictable a I, lot of times. And remember
3: that... that Anthony Davis to Marcus Cousins, year that went so well in New Orleans. That was Finch as well. And that was a team that didn't have a lot of shooting, right. but managed to space the floor and find looks for these two big men on the court at the same time. Y- you can argue, I think, sounds like you are, Adam. I mean, Finch has been a big a loss as any player to have walked out of this building, I think, in the last two, three years.
1: Yeah, I, I, the thing I look at is just purely anecdotal. The Denver's talent gets better every year and their offense gets more predictable every year. So it, it, it almost like just balances out. Um, but yeah, it was tough. To, it, it was tough. Let's, um, is there anything else we need to say about Jokic? I mean, his defense tonight, a little Okafor, like you said, looked like a hall favorite. And some of these Jokic was just like hands at his side. Just kind of, I mean, he looked like a sad puppy out there and it's just it, clearly something is up with
3: him. It, it would seem. Do you think he's just kind of a depressed person? not depressed but, yeah, I don't think depressed but 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 like yeah mopey he's a little brother he's the ultimate little yeah, brother to me yeah. it's not just the defensive end though too i mean i do think on offense there has to be a threshold and a tipping point. I generally trust Jokic's approach to basketball mm-hmm. like that. I feel like he should shoot more from the couch doesn't mean he should. Right. But there has to be an inflection point if the other guys have nothing, if they're playing so uninspired, if Murray doesn't seem like he's going to win the game for you, there are times where Jokic needs to A, be more aggressive and B, move a little quicker in the post and not wait for the double team in the past, but maybe just put the ball through the hoop. And and I do think he's, he's kind of approaching that line.
1: I think that we should move on and talk about Michael Porter Jr. Because fun he made fun stuff? A de- uh, the fun stuff, because he made a debut. But before we talk about Michael Porter Jr., I think we should talk about Vanilla Porter Jr. No,
3: I'm too hungover for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're the dog. You don't have to like drink the beer if you don't feel like it. Well, man. now I yes, do. You do. We're
3: on a
2: live <laughs> yes, stream. <you> <laughs> <And>
1: actually, to- <laughs> Vanilla Porter Jr. is such a good winter beer. Man. Here's,
2: Here's to you, Vanilla Porter not Jr. Not a great hangover Vanilla beer. Vanilla it's pretty Jr. thick.
1: Oh, pretty right,
3: thick. It's
1: so, it's so fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible plug for
3: them. Yeah, person. no, no. The beer's really good. I just, I don't feel great. You have to read to do that. You wanna, <laughs> oh, do you I have to do that you. right now? Yeah. that's what Right. Can you guys buy yeah, me like 10 so much seconds? better at this. When
1: I said it, this is like an Elup uh
3: Yeah. Yeah, Harrison was doing the reads and fielding the questions and uh, what am I doing? Breckenridge Brewery. we got to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, Breck is the original Colorado beer established in 1990- 1990. Oh, no brew, Just read. Like, yeah. About it. Don't just read. Through. Well, all right. That's what we're gonna do. Let's keep, do critiquing. Let's Let's keep critiquing him. Let's He's pulling a right Trail. I'm melting. I'm melting <laughs> under the pressure. Look, Bre- Breck is really good. Breck is so good that I had about ten of those last night. From the heart, threw I them all. And now I'm them. having another one right now. And I wouldn't do that with other beers. So shouts, Breck. Perfect. Perfect. That was fantastic. You can't, you can't
2: buy a- advertising like that. This is like Vanilla yeah, Porter Jr. making
1: its winter debut with this snowstorm, and it is as beautiful as Michael Porter Jr. It's leading
2: the scoring in my heart. I'll say that. Is much. that is that right? It Absolutely.
1: Is. Let's talk about him because this was an incredible debut um, in a lot of different ways you turn your microphone up a little bit? Am I soft? Am I which People mic am I? People are talk on the
0: microphone.
1: End. Which 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 Different. one am I? I'm number three. Oh yeah, I have the I'm the lowest. How do yeah. I sound now? Am I sounding no, good sounding now? I sound great, bad. huh? People are gonna be very excited. No, so Michael Porter Jr.
3: Um, tonight led the, led the team in points.
1: <laughs> led the team in points, but also like okay, so it's his debut. He comes out defensively a little rough. Okay, but who? I mean, who who, who was it? who was great defensively tonight? But my God, we've seen this. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because I totally understand the whole, like, earn it off the court stuff. But when we just talk about on court, we have seen him now for four preseason games and one regular season game where he looks like a pure scorer and a natural mm-hmm. offensive talent.
3: Guys, this is not hard to figure out. It was probably the off the court stuff. <laughs> he was
1: always going to play and
3: now he's playing. It has to be, right? Yeah. I mean, does it
1: doesn't make sense that the guy this talented would be on the shelf when... The guy in front of him, like, was zero for zero 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 tonight in thirteen minutes.
2: Yeah, but it, it's it's that thing, like, Michael Malone. It he just needs to do something until it doesn't work anymore. And yeah, it, it's He's true. Stubborn. The yeah. way that I mean, and you know, I I can't really discredit yeah, him for true. doing that. That's sort of like the the way you go about life. Is that you try something and then until it stops working, then it's working and. You don't, you, know, you don't want to delve into the great unknown if you a, have
3: a known commodity. And a coach that believes so deeply in the importance of the details, the importance of rebounding, the importance of defense, he was never going to look at a guy like MPJ and see him as a cure all. Right? I mean, that was never going to be – and he isn't, and that's not a, a fair way to look at him. But let's talk about what was dope about him on the court tonight. Not just the points, Adam. You pointed it out. Right away, the spacing was different. So different. So, so different. There, Malik Beasley had a wide-open uh, uh, three from the right corner that uh, he missed, I think, in the first – you know, 60 seconds of that MPJ. Like, he's not that wide open if it's Torrey Craig instead of MPJ. He's not that
1: wide open like ever. There was, you were talking about some of these moments in like the first quarter, second quarter, like over that period where there was a little life on the court because it was just like, man, look at how easy the offense comes. And look, man, Denver's defense has just sucked for the last couple games and sometimes you Sometimes it's hard to manufacture that. It shouldn't be championships teams do. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You get a little life on of the offense, and it's like everything's different. And yeah. tonight they had that for a small little period.
3: Do you guys think they should trade Jamal Murray for Chris Paul? That's what Hot Dornish Muffin thinks. I just wanted to say Hot Dornish Muffin. You don't <laughs> yeah, have to answer that, that, was that really, question. That was really
1: great. Hot Dornish Muffin?
3: Absolutely not.
1: Michael Porter Jr., I mean, how sold are you, Eric, on his talent and just his talent as a pure scorer? I mean, we've only seen these, like, little – we haven't seen him a lot, right? But have you seen enough to just be like, yeah, this guy's a player?
2: Oh, I mean, please. Like, what? what you, I mean, he put. The it feels ball- like
1: a debate because we don't. He doesn't play. Well, he, uh, he's
2: going to play. Okay, like he's gonna play. He you just don't think played. A, like he just, he just played, played, and he led the team in scoring. It's uh, not a debate
3: that he's a player. <laughs> yeah. But we did see some some examples too of, of the room for growth. I mean, he, I'm not sure he knows what year it is on defense, but that'll get there. He's yeah. he's six ten. He's long. Yeah. But you know, again, like Michael Malone is is acutely aware of locker room culture. Yeah, for
0: sure
2: he is. He he doesn't want to supplant somebody that you know got in there last year with uh, the unproven commodity. He he needs to go about it in the way that makes sense, that the locker room accepts it, feels good about it. It's not that that you just get bumped because he's earned that
3: benefit of the doubt. If you want to question Malone as a as a tactician or an in game adjuster, I think some of that's valid. I I don't know how to coach. I think
1: it's fun, funny every because every podcast we have, we're doing this where it's like we. I think we need to lay out like. We're talking about sports. We I mean, we need to talk about these things, as in, like, what would you do? What 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 are no, no, is going of on? Course, of course, of course. I mean, it's like no insult to him. Of course, he's this you know, he's this great coach. He's this proven coach. But at the same time, this you, is a look, team that just put up how many points did Denver score tonight? One oh seven. One oh seven, and, and a lot of that coming in in the garbage time. garbage time. time um, yes.
3: Against the worst defense in the entire NBA. Yeah, he's got room for improvement. My my point, all of that was to say the stuff I actually think he has earned that trust and benefit of the doubt is what Eric just said. Mm-hmm. he has a better read on the locker room than we do. Yeah, he for see, sure. we oh, see no what happens on the court. <laughs> that is the reflection of a lengthy and complicated process. Right. Most of which we're not privy to. Yes.
2: Yeah. Most definitely. So it's you know, like I, I think that he'll become part of the rotation. Michael Porter Jr. Vanilla you guys Porter, Jr. you guys in
1: are so uh, right away. So do you think this is it? Now he's in. Like, you know, you have to earn it. You have to wait for your opportunity. Are, um, are we there?
2: I think that I think we're now in a split time uh situation between he and whoever is on the the second unit 3. I like you. I'd like, like Bar- I'd Real like, Real like Bar- to think Barman, that. I still think uh is holds, the starter, is the starter. Yeah. and so then it'll be he and Tory Craig
3: sort of splitting those minutes up. I I do, you know, I do think it's going to take Malone a, f- a full month, if not longer, than the rest of us to be done with the Craig thing, though. So, you know, this see, this was an injury, and, and MPJ did look good. A lot of it came in garbage time. I'm not trying to be the downer, but I'm not sure if Michael Malone's looking at that and that and thinking, ah, oh, here's our savior. Right. right. So much as this was some guys, someone's hurt, someone steps up now. So we'll see. But by the end of the year, he will be. that. Those threes, man. Yeah, this game was so depressing, and I still I jumped off off my. I know
1: t- the it's end like, of this game was kind of fun when the game was over and like, all right, that sucked. It's over. Then he's just hitting the like tough contested shots.
3: Bill Laporta La Jr. That first drive he had too, where he just blew past someone, oh, yeah. turned a corner, went straight to the rack. Like, there's like God, this tough guy can parts ball. Parts of
1: the game that come very easy to him, you know, like things that some players just spend a lifetime trying to learn that he just seems to do. Like
2: being like really tall.
1: Being really tall, he's so good at that.
2: I spent my whole life trying to be really tall.
1: Yeah. yeah. I came, I came kind of close. All right. Do we want to go to the message board and start taking? Uh, yeah. Listener calls? Yeah.
3: Let's do it. <laughs> calls, huh?
1: Yeah. Listener calls.
3: Call uh, I, okay. Um, them Herman Goo wants to know, what about Monte Morris? Not Ooh. a good start.
1: Herman Goo has a great question. Eric, I'm going to let you take a start on this one.
2: I mean, he does. It's he's not hitting shots he he doesn't seem that he doesn't seem particularly uh confident in his movement that's he true. and plumley yeah. still have a very good connection yeah, the mo that, plums that's still
3: good, yeah.
2: uh i feel very good about that i think it seems like he maybe needs to get another gum wrapper
3: cuz his uh, uh his shot, shot is off yeah. it, um, floater's off too though man like that floater was infallible last year and it's it's all looking off the mark so you know what's funny about monte
1: he went through another he went through like three slumps last year but they were all like three games four or five games long so they were never long then mm-hmm. he'd snap out of it and he was you know largely very good and then of course the playoffs he was bad for a large stretch i mean part of me he's a young guy who's sort of unproven he had one really good year <laughs> part of me wonders if he's in and now it's starting to get mental with him you know he's it, it, you get in a slump, and he's not a guy that can fall back on four years of I was
3: great. Right, it's starting mm-hmm. to be like, oh man. And his slump, like he doesn't. Jamal Murray can bust a slump with one shot, right? Yeah, he's that type he's, of yeah, player. Back, yeah. like, and Monte is like, as long as the bench is struggling as a unit, like Monte is is never going to be a guy that's exceptional at creating stuff for himself. Yeah. So, but but I mean, look, I think it's fair to wonder, like, Monte's efficiency was outrageous last season. And is it, was that an outlier? Is there some regression to the mean? Like perfectly reasonable to assume so. And I think there's
1: a reason also that the second unit that we all thought was the best second unit in basketball through five games is like eh, hmm. a flawed unit, you know. And, and I think I'm not putting it all on him. There's some other stuff going on, but I I do think if he is better, that whole unit is a lot better, but more so, so than any other. Player but you know on that what, man,
3: unit. I also just danced around the point that like. And I don't want you to dance around this because I think you're good on this. Torrey Craig was on the bench. is has been on the bench at times as well. And, I mean, how different would things be for Monte and Mason if it's Grant, Beasley, and Michael Porter Jr. at the three? And it's that's facing. Easier. Offensively. Offensively. Offensively, sure. it's way harder. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, is that some of it too, right? Yeah. So, um Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Monte, so scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like. You are a complete panic One being nothing Like where are you at With Monte Like level of concern If we
2: get a If we get a single 10 Out of this Pure concern um, I, It's time to pack it up As a fan Five I just
1: had to create a scale Man a, <laughs> I'm I wasn't just putting a, it out there For you to take I just, I'm just We saying, made a like, point of yeah, reference
2: yeah, I'm just saying like th- so, so you are like a Three I'm like, I'm like a three Whatever Like He's fine What's going on here a little a little music,
1: course. music Oh Pump it up Pump it up Oh do you
2: have was, These <laughs> are the, uh, the, the highlights uh, Yeah Uh I You know, like, he didn't play very
3: well. So, three? I guess a three.
1: Wow. Five, because yeah. it was in the
3: playoffs as well. Yeah, But I don't want to go higher than five because we're in the first five games of the season.
1: Uh, I'm going to go five. I I'm gonna, uh, I'm a, I might even say a six. Like, I, I think five games, he just hasn't been able to lead that unit the way you expect. So, hopefully he snaps out of it. But we also haven't seen, like, a single good Monte game, right? Like, it, he's over 5, basically, on, on good games. It hasn't always been terrible or bad or whatever, but this hasn't been good.
2: Uh, he just hasn't stood out the way that he did at yeah.
3: times last year. He, uh, he hasn't had all bad games. Let's move on. Um, this one we we already talked about it, but I didn't shout him out. So The pace question came from at C Toma twenty four. I thought that was good. Hey, Bill Simmons wannabe. Is this from Adam? Is this from Adam? Yeah, <laughs> aren't we all? Did we just overperform last year?
1: Oh God! Let's start the sad way. music. I'm let's gonna, go. <laughs> Cue the music. Let, let's
3: finish with that one. Uh, how about uh, with e- one. at Etron Four? Why aren't we getting to the line? I like that question. Ooh, that is a good question. Do you have any? Do you have any theories? This is a lot of perimeter shots. Right? Just settling, you
2: think? Well, yeah. I mean, they're not. They're if you. They're like driving around the outside a lot. They're not really getting a lot of penetration. Like,
1: I think it's a symptom of, of of everything that's going on. Right? Like, you're not getting. Um, they're not getting to the rim. I think they're worst in the NBA at shots at the rim. Both getting to the rim and converting at the rim. Not knocking down their three pointers. Not getting to the line. This is a symptom of a very, very, very sick offense.
3: Sick. Yeah,
1: it's a sick offense. It's a symptom of a, a sick offense. There's, But is there a cure?
3: Well, and I think some of it, too, right, is, like, who's their best post player? It's Jokic, who hasn't looked particularly um, engaged. engaged. Yeah. Like, he's just, a lot of his shots have just been like, ah, screw it, you know, from the perimeter.
1: At 90% of the time in NBA basketball, when there's something wrong with the team, you look at the best player. Right. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, we can look at all the margins. Right. And they, all, they do add up. They're important. But then Jokic is just not. He but,
3: shot six times. But there's shot more six to, times. There's more to though. I don't think, like— the ball Six hasn't times. been popping. Guys haven't been moving off-ball. A lot of the off-ball cuts that I really strongly associated with Jokic ball, I haven't seen much of this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so just penetration, whether that's straight up off the dribble or from a cut, like they're just not attacking the rim. Yeah. The only guy who is is Will Barton, and he's 15 pounds too light to get a foul call. But he, Although he's, he's been in the line a fair amount. but. Let's go to another one. Uh, That's a good question. Bell Schnickel. Sorry, dude, if I said that wrong. I know Bell Schnickel. Uh, yeah, I like him. Why well, didn't I don't know him, but he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> Why didn't Malone give Vanderbilt Vanderbilt some minutes? You know, our best rebounder. We can be brief on this. He's not ready. Yeah. yeah I mean, the touch isn't there. Um, he's a he's a year away at if least. If
1: MCJ's not getting minutes, Vanderbilt's not getting minutes.
3: I mean, if about... you're if the question is about you know the the poor rebounding so far, I don't expect that to last. Denver is a good rebounding team. I think it's an effort thing. Another symptom.
1: Um, Another symptom of a very sick team
3: Crackerjack five two seven. Do they regret not making a deal? Do they start thinking about making one? Is it, Was it just me or was Malik Beasley terrible?
1: Yeah, well no, it wasn't just you
3: No. So I want to start with Beasley um, th- There are a lot of questions about why Beasley doesn't play more Maybe he should start Why isn't he in the small forward conversation? Michael Mullen doesn't trust him on defense and I think you've seen why in the start to this season he gets lost every which way He makes a lot he fouls shooters, makes a lot of mistakes.
1: There's nothing fans notice more than whether guys score or not. Beasley the scoring is the binary part, right? Like he either makes his shots or doesn't. And a lot of nights he makes his shots. And you think like, oh, he had a great game. Right. Just slow down and watch the tape, and he's getting burned all the time. As we were joking before this uh, on a previous pod. When the, I had to illegally stream through Russia, and it's grainy. I I talked on the show about how great he was. I went back and watched it. It was Monte <laughs> Morris. I was making all these great defensive plays I was talking about. So Beasley, unfortunately, has not turned a quarter as a defender. And he, and he
2: also he wasn't uh, performing the binary part either. Right. He wasn't knocking down shots until the end. Yeah, Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah he's in a struggle. But the, the, the first part of the question is really interesting to me. Because I do think that, and I have no idea where the front office, I think the front office obviously really, really trusts Malone. But Malone is also in a tough spot. We're talking about what should Malone do, but Malone's in a tough spot because this team has a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. Um, they lack great players, I would say, but they have a lot of good ones. And we, you want Michael Porter Jr. to play, you think he's the guy? Clear some space out. Get rid of some of these guys. Malik Beasley, good player.
3: You can is make he, you can make a coach's job easier this way, right? as a, a front office by
1: saying, you know what, we have these tough. We've thrown this guy a bunch of tough calls. You know, the, what can you do?
2: Yeah, it, I mean, but it is an eighty-two game season, and people get injured, and I mean, you, like you don't want to deplete uh, your depth. So early on, like
1: is Denver at risk of
2: that? Well, no, but I mean, there are times when these I mean, the benefit of having all these like marginally good players and above average players together, but no great players is that it, you know, if it's working right at various points, different guys will take the lead and take the helm. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see times where Will Barton has a swollen toe, and not that it played out. In the right way tonight, where somebody stepped up and and <laughs> replaced his production. But you know, I mean, you get rid of Malik Beasley, like what? You, I mean, who are you getting back? Like what? I, who, I
1: think there's a lot of value to having a more clearly defined hierarchy. And sometimes, like we talk about those guys, the eleventh, twelfth guy, and like <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you'd love for that player to be great, but it's easier I, when it's like, hey, I, you know your role. You're the eleventh guy. You're now you're
3: the tenth guy. I kind of think the hierarchy's defined. I kind of just think too. he needs to figure out one last spot. Yeah, yeah. And so let's, let's, I want to extend, Chris Morley asked us a question and I want to extend it to, to the MPZ, MPJ question. Does the offensive prowess already outweigh the defensive liability? Basically, I'll just ask you guys, are you ready? Is it, he needs to be in the rotation. We're talking MPJ? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, yes.
1: Again, if this is a basketball question, the answer is, I don't, I think this one has a right answer. Yeah, the yeah. answer is yes. It, we don't know the other part of it. And also we do trust, me you know, Malone to know like. He can think long. He's been through the LeBron era, the Steph Curry era. He's coached some other great players. But if we're talking basketball, I think Denver is dying in large parts because of basketball reasons. Right. Yeah. There, there, are basketball fixes.
3: Does he play next game in a non blowout scenario? That comes to us from Cracker Jack again.
2: I mean, he played this game in a non blowout scenario. Right, but that he was, was that due was to LeBarton, right
1: who the was injuries. Allegedly questionable right. game time decision. <laughs> Two days off. Uh, I just have some.
0: YouTube
3: who asked a question. Oh, no kidding. Oh, great. Hello, YouTube. Hey, YouTube. We've
0: got a lot of interaction going back and forth on YouTube. Let's do it. Seuss Unknown said, I'm wondering how they feel Barton's absence. I think it may have hurt us more than we realize when it comes to spacing and shot
1: making. So, well, Barton's absence costing Denver... Sorry, what was her name?
3: Seuss.
0: Seuss Unknown.
3: Seuss Unknown. Seuss, Seuss Unknown was, wonders how much does Barton's absence hurt Denver? I thought it hurt them tonight. I, I think... I mean, not... I don't I know, know if, if it would have made the difference.
1: Barton's been... Pretty good. One of the best players on the, the best team. Players. He's been pretty efficient.
3: He's also, the word I keep using for Barton is willing. He's like when people are just standing around, like yeah. Barton moves, Barton cuts, Barton drives. So he's also one of the better playmakers on the team. Murray was not an awesome point guard tonight with Jokic disengaged. I think they could have used his skill set.
1: Drew Holiday also, by the way, terrific defender.
3: Terrific, terrific defender. defender. So not a surprise. Among, maybe. it has to be first team. All yeah. underrated. For and this game got away from them in the third
2: quarter. Yeah, you know, I mean, they, you know, as much as the, the
1: start, of the third quarter th- is like a eight run or something to start.
2: Yeah, it was not good. But so we kind of got behind the eight ball early, but then they battled back. We got the actual energetic uh, jolt out of Jokic in the second, and then it, the third is when it fell apart. Like, does Barton help? <sighs> To does he bring energy enough to to keep them to keep them in the game to will them to, to victory? I mean, I don't know. Maybe yes, no.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he would have helped the team in the for that front line, the starting unit that started the first and second half in a deficit. I definitely think that would not have happened, but it would have changed the second unit. What's our other one?
0: Um. I think we don't have an answer to this, but Dalton Bliss said, what's going on with Jokic's brother? Is that maybe the
1: issue? Yeah, I've gotten this a lot. So the question was, what's going on with Jokic's brother, and is that the issue? Um, one, I don't know. Was- <laughs> yeah, it feels
3: weird to even speculate. You
1: know, we he, he addressed the meeting. When this happened... He addressed the media, and he handled it, I thought, in an incredible way. One of
3: his best media days. One of
1: his best. Like, it, it was a very mature handling of that situation. Didn't shy away from it, and I would say he did not seem to be bothered by it. On top of that, he had a very good fourth quarter in the against Portland. He had a very good follow-up against Phoenix Suns. It was after that this started to happen. So, to me, that theory, fans are welcome to throw that one out. I just don't have anything to say about it other than doesn't doesn't totally make sense to me.
2: But it... it, it- Ties into the larger point, which is is there's always some sort of something emotional going on with Jokic that we're always questioning. We're not we're we're rarely talking about just his pure basketball abilities. It's always like, is he upset about getting fined? Is his brother like? Does he have seasonal affected his depression? Like, does like all of these things where you're like,
3: dude, why is this dude not trying? Like,
1: it's the most interesting superstar. So it's so he's so
3: mercurial.
1: He's just so different. You know, that's the thing I
3: think. There are superstars. We could never pretend to know these guys just because we're in a locker room after the game. But there are superstars where you can make that read. Like he's upset because X, Y, Z. And I can infer that because I know what motivates him because he's been open about that. We don't know what motivates Jokic. I don't know if Jokic knows. So it's kind of hard to, from that point, figure out, you know, what he cares about.
1: Where are we going? Who's got the next
3: one? I got one more uh, hot Dornish muffin. He's come back around with a better question. He can ask Um, as many questions (laughs) as he 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 wants. He or she. He or she. Thank you. Or, in be- or whatever. 2019. <laughs> do the Knights make a trade sooner than the deadline? Um Ooh, Yeah.
1: I like that question.
3: Are we going to skip a step? Ooh, are we
1: going to skip a step? Wow. We're well, we be skipping a step, though. It depends on who's traded, It I might suppose. be time to make the step. It's, it's like, <laughs> um, it might just be the is, next is step. that the next <laughs> step? Might, and that... I, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. It depends on what the move is, but I think the next move is a step. And, and I do think, you know, you don't just trade, I think, for nothing, like for, you know, for a future asset or whatever, but... You know, if there is a way a way to consolidate while also adding a piece that might help you out.
2: So, what's that piece? Like, who 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 would you
3: target to to help this team?
1: Well, I've said for a long time that I thought Andre Iguodala would be a great fit here. Oh, and there's I hate a play-
3: this. I hate this. <laughs> there's a trade. And there's a and there's a trade package you have in mind. Not just who, right. I mean,
1: there's just players. It's not that I have a trade package, but you got to want Jordan a Malik Beasley, a Tori Craig. You've got guys that would you, a Will you, Barton, maybe even.
2: So you would? Would you trade? Malik Beasley at this point in his career for last last legs. I don't think you're getting Malik back anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. You might be losing him. They tried
1: to extend him anyway. So this might be the last year anyway. Doesn't this feel like when you trade
2: Moutier for Devin Harris?
1: No. Well, first of all. First of all, yeah. Yeah, good call. Great job because two months of Devin Harris is greater than a million years of (laughs) Moutier. But, you know, no, for this one, I think it does make sense because, for one, Andre Moutier is a good player. He'd he'd be in the lineup. But more importantly— you know, you could slide a Will Barton to shooting guard. Now you have a, a Iguodala, Michael Porter Jr. combination at the small forward. Like, to me, it just helps the, the make sense of your roster in a way that doesn't necessarily. At
2: what about like more of a pure point guard and sliding Jamal over to the two?
1: Man, that's a, a take we have not really heard. Good much luck of. defending
3: anyone, but.
1: I mean, it depends on obviously if it was who? like
3: like I would take Drew Holiday.
1: Yeah, he's not a pure point guard, though. I mean, he's he's much better as a shooting guard. But to be clear, but also, yes. Also, if you could, could get Jokic, that yeah. incredible. Play. Absolutely Are you do that. Yeah. And you need some defense around Jokic up, up, <laughs> up front. You know, Gary Harris, a very, very, very good defender. I think Drew Holiday, another level. Did you have another one?
0: Yeah. Uh, Thanks to
1: everybody watching on YouTube, by the way. Big shouts.
0: Christian says, at what point does Malone prioritize offense over defense?
3: <laughs> no he's point. he's not yeah. going to. And yeah. honestly, this is
1: a great question, Christian. because yep. This is my favorite question. This is a this is a philosophical question and one that I actually disagree with Malone on. Adam
3: majored in philosophy, yeah. by the way.
1: But I actually because I do I don't think there is an inherently better or worse it is more noble to be a good offensive team or more noble to be a more defensive. I don't I don't buy that. Teams have won a a wide variety, and I do think it's harder to get people to buy in defensively, and I think this is why coaches often go so into it. But at the same time, we know this from watching this team, a lot of times when their offense is rolling, they play harder on defense. And a lot of times when their offense is not rolling, I'm not saying this is why Jokic looks like a sad puppy out there, but sometimes when the offense is not rolling, he tends to look like a sad puppy. And So, so I don't think it will ever happen, and I think it's one of those things with Malone where I think he and I just – fundamentally have disagreements about... Uh, 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 is
2: this just a question of should Michael Porter Jr. be in the starting offense? Kind of, I, mean,
3: I want to finish into it. this conversation, but we do have to read here real quick. Go for it. Uh, it's Who wants to make some money? Adam? Eric? I would love to make money. Anyone who's money. in sports I'll do media? i absolutely
2: anything to make any money.
3: Everyone <laughs> wants to make money. Here's the easiest way that you can add a few bucks to the wallet. Denver's newest travel hack is here. Drift shares locally owned cars with Drift. incoming travelers at Denver Airport for a better experience than your typical car rental. I drive Lyft. I need your money. I'm still going to push you to drift. These guys get it done. Uh, skip the chaos, save on time and fees when you book. Or you can share your own car to earn and park for free while you travel. There's no under 25 fee rule, so it's perfect for friends coming to visit. This thing's great if you're going home for a break. Perfect for extended travel like a semester abroad. Plus, Allstate Insurance covers your car every trip, and Drift cleans it inside now. Even if you did not rent it out while you traveled, Drift will still clean it again upon your arrival. Get all the info you need at drivedrift.com. That's drivedrift.com. It's an incredible deal.
1: They insure your car. They clean your car. You're just at the airport. I mean, that's a great deal. I would do that. Can I but make one other plug? Someone stole my car. Can I make yeah. one other plug? Yep. I am wearing a brand new uh, shirt that I just got from uh, the DNBR locker. And can I tell you something? It is sexy. It is sexy. The We're shirt, getting a lot of the comments right, We're getting a lot of comments about how gorgeous the shirt is from a lot of very attractive yeah. people. And the shirt also feels incredible. This, feel, this shirt feels oh, like a box of oh, – Hold on. Please. I'll, I'll be the Mike, judge.
2: Would you please? Now, I'll say that the outside silky, uh, underneath, lumpy in a way that I'm not comfortable with, but I think that's more you than the shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was wondering where you were going. You son of a... Are you kidding me? What a
2: fantastic shirt.
1: Uh, it feels like you wearing a box of Kleenex.
2: I sourced this shirt. Um, this is a tri-blend shirt. Uh, the difference between... Most are like
1: the- dye blends.
2: Uh, dye blend is something you say if you don't know what you're talking about. That's
1: what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of our... show blends, they're not, not great.
2: <laughs> we, always, we like to go with poly blend shirts because they don't shrink and they're softer than just cotton shirts. This, this is, is
1: the softest shirt I've ever worn. This
2: is one level up. This is as nice this as shirts above get. This is usual. This is as nice as shirts get and we went for it. Because why? Because we care about you,
3: your comfort, and Adam's lumpy arm. So yeah, I don't think Malone is ever going to care about offense going back to the discussion. <laughs> and it's why that creates... <laughs> finch departure was particularly rough and easier to say now in hindsight i i think i'm jacking your take adam so i'll throw it to you he, he, it. he could benefit from from an elite offensive assistant i think i mean everyone could but particularly Can't keep
2: any assistants in the building
3: no you would have to pay them <laughs> No. Harsh.
1: Getting Hi. out of this one quick.
0: Ryan really wants
1: you to answer his question that he asked. <laughs> oh, we have one from Ryan? Is arcade question? R-K also question? HP Basketball. I'll
3: answer this. Oh, HP Basketball says, I'm yelling in my living room. I just want to point out, when is that not true? Yeah, you're just yelling course, at your yeah, computer So it's alone, like a typical yeah, like Tuesday f- night hour. or whatever. I'll answer yeah.
2: Ryan's question. I assume I know what it is. No, the Buffs are not making it to a bowl game.
3: Ryan wants to know how bad is it for the Nuggets not to get out to a fast start. Given that continuity was supposed to be their weapon, other teams in the West are figuring it out. So... So is this a missed window? It,
1: man, what a great question from RK. Sorry, I expected a terrible it's one. Insightful. So the term that I really enjoy, people talk about banking wins early, which is the whole idea of like in October, it doesn't matter if you win. Pretty, ugly, blowout, close, overtime, whatever. It doesn't matter. Bank wins and just get them in there because when the February, March, April rolls around, it just matters how many you have it banked away. So it is important and it's also important because Denver does have this soft schedule that... A lend themselves to getting off to a five-zero star, 10 right. Ten-zero star, whatever, and they haven't done it. That being said, nothing in October is like makes or break your season. So Denver missing an opportunity, but it's one of many they're going to have, and more important is what they build towards.
2: So, larger question: Are you at at a point where you are amending your season total wins no, for this
1: team no, just no, dude. Come on! And that's what's funny is because I did just see, including our buddy Matt Moore, who's at DefCon. I think three, he which said you three. count, you count down, right? Like DefCon One is the worst. I can, It's, let it's in the middle. Oh, regardless, regardless. Like Def, Oh, that's a good point. But I think DefCon Six is it's like not, you know not that it's a little DefCon, but if you if you if you're one, <laughs> that's a big DefCon. So he's he's starting to move down, which is up. And I to me, I'm like something is clearly off with this team. Yeah. Something was clearly off with them last year when Jokic took one shot, the buzzer beater at the very end. Mm-hmm. But did it end up ultimately mattering? No. This could be like that. It could not, but I'm not going to worry about it. till, till it- <laughs>
3: Yeah, the, I also think the key thing is like no one's 5-0. and o. No one looks like they're necessarily going to be
1: is somebody five and
3: uncatchable. The Spurs are, right?
1: Spurs might be. But and I, they got Trey Lyles. They
3: got Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles is 5-0. As <laughs> you might know, Adamara's NBA analyst, the 76ers play in the Eastern Conference. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm just saying like. I, East Coast 5 and o is like 2-2. Like, yeah, like two two. yeah, like dropping two games in the first five is the furthest thing from a setback. But sure it's worth pointing out that this was an easy stretch of the schedule. They should look better from the jump. Yeah, I mean the thing is
2: that the real story here is that they have s- still yet to put a complete game together or even anything that felt even remotely here's, close here's to it. Here's my the-
1: take, and I could be wrong about this. Here's my take.
2: You definitely are wrong.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely wrong. But here's my take on it. I think the Nuggets could get their offense going with a few little tweaks and we're going to be ha- and the team will be happy again. And sure. They- will they be perfect? No, but will they be taking the first steps towards the right direction? I think so and so- that's coming. There's a
3: great question that comes from us from Too Tall Tucker. That's Noah Tucker, by the way. Shout Too
1: Tall Tucker. Uh, could My the, fellow tall
3: guy. Could the Too Tall even? You're definitely of <laughs> the Too Tall variety. Could the lack of creativity with lineups and this offensive scheme be the main reasons players seem lethargic? Are they unhappy with the way it looks? Can a, would a new look maybe energize players? He's, he's preaching to a choir, and that's that choir people, man, the- we
1: know our stuff. Too Tall Tucker probably played in the post. Maybe. You know what? Maybe he's a great passer as well in the post. That this is what's happening. As Maybe. well. As well. <laughs> no, you know, um, again, we, we talked about this. Let's just assume yes for now. Let's just assume yes. We talked about every superstar has a flaw. What a ridiculous flaw, man. You know, and, and to throw a fit over it and, and to not be able to find a way. I mean, I think Jokic is a player capable of dominating no matter He's given five, four terrible teammates. He should be able to go out and do something. But he's also just a guy that... Does seem to have pass- he? We know he throws passive aggressive fits. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is one of them.
3: Is he just out of shape?
1: <laughs> that's another part of this too. Like yes, I, for mean, sure. is that, I mean, is it, he's, is clear, that he's it?
3: clearly in worse shape than last year. Yeah. How it, much for, so? How you know if that's he just looks sloppy,
2: man. Like just his appearance is sloppy. We need haircut, Jokic. So,
3: yeah, we do need haircut, Jokic. We do need haircut. It haircut is hard Yolkitch. to
1: tell with yoke like tonight when. Jaleel Okafor was spinning to his right hand over and over and over again. He just make was not the to left. left. Yeah, make him go put to the, your and he hands up. <laughs> you can't tell if he's just too tired to do that, or right. if he just doesn't care, or if he's sending a message. Um, maybe all three,
3: but... But it's weird. What's weird is, like, on the micro level, as a competitor, Jokic does care. We've seen it. Know, Jokic yeah. wants to win games, but there's something about the across 82 thing that just, you know, he just loses that focus.
1: So there's also maybe we've also seen this from players like LeBron. Mm. LeBron has thrown fits when he's disagreed with a coach before, right? And it's been like, and people talk about it. ESPN comes out and is like, is he trying to get him fired? Like, right, right. You know, and I don't, I'm not trying to say this is what Jokic is doing or whatever, but it, it wouldn't, he wouldn't be the first star.
3: Is he trying to get MPJ in the
1: lineup? Is he trying to? He did call him his. That he could be the best cutter on the team. He did play awfully hard in that second quarter for like two minutes.
2: But Jokic is like has having problems emotionally. Did he mean a cutter?
1: Like oh
3: my god, <laughs> Jokic also got sad last year to the point where years. he actively refused to shoot in a game. Yeah, and like the Nuggets won fifty four games and made it to the second round of the producer. Bu- Ali hates Jokic.
0: <laughs> I do not hate Jokic You
3: kind of do Don't put those words in her mouth it's bro We're on a live it's stream a It's a love hate It's a love hate No love-hate. I think that's fair Because Jokic is good enough To lift a team that has never been to the finals To a championship He is that good And if the bar is gonna be Eh he just wasn't feeling like it I think you're allowed to be frustrated with that as a fan
1: His It's funny because his flaws are so up, so loud And sometimes his skills are so subtle So it's it's He's such an interesting guy in so many ways
0: I got a, question. Please. She's got a good one. How long does a slump? Oh, so unknown asks again. How long does a slump need to happen before it becomes a worrying? Is there a set amount of?
1: So how how long does a slump have to happen before it becomes like, a trend? A, a trend, yeah. Um, I guess it depends on the player. Would probably be my guess. Um, yeah. With Mate Morris, maybe you have a little bit of a small, like a shorter. Leash for that than you would say, uh, Jamal Murray or Nikola Jokic because you just know those guys can right. do it at the highest level, right? Just why aren't they? Monte, maybe a little less yeah.
2: proven. I mean, this isn't like the definition of a blizzard, for example, where there is a <laughs> finite <laughs> definition of what is and what is not a blizzard. Um, but you just want to, I mean, you just want to see signs. And we, the thing is, we saw the good part of Jokic in tonight's bad performance right sure. so it's like
1: oh yeah he had like some behind the back passes yeah. you're yeah, he he like alright yeah, like,
2: and then I, I don't know what happened
3: and then he just like deflated yeah.
2: so I, I'm i not I'm not concerned yeah. I'm, I'm really not like
3: it just hasn't looked that good. The other thing too about this Nuggets team is it's like right when we're ready to write off lineups these guys are going to start shooting the hell out of the ball like yeah. last year the, 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 there's going to be three seasons and yeah. if, if
2: you know what's so funny too is that this is traditionally the start of the NBA season right around Halloween, and not that it's just like if you want to really think about like where we are in the actual season, I mean, we're we're essentially in what is now new preseason, but they just extended the season to cut down on back to backs.
3: So, that I mean, that's where we are. We're like in the part Um, where it didn't used to exist. Good, another good question from Cracker Jack. I, I mean, I don't necessarily like, I don't agree with the question, but I think it's an interesting discussion. Is this kind of the Mark Jackson year? Was Malone the right coach to get them through four years? But tactically, Ooh. if they're gonna reach their ceiling offensively, does a Steve Kerr, so to speak, need to come in?
1: I'm not having this conversation. I just am, I just am not. I mean Malone's I think a phenomenal coach. There's certain things I really disagree with him about, like but at the same time like he has proven to he's, be right about so many things. He has earned this
3: I think he's the right <laughs> coach for this team. I do. Yeah, I really I do so
1: I don't I don't even I don't, I don't want to entertain
3: that. Thanks, thanks one, for the question, but yeah, uh, the go, question, go, please I go screw that. yourself.
1: But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do one more.
3: Yeah, Allie, I do have ones. one over there nope. by any chance. All right. us talk about questions? I do. Oh, I, let's talk altitude. You guys, I gotta the pull Nuggets are going to be
2: on TV. The revolution on, will be televised on one of the big threes. I know. and I have Yeah, Comcast. not on my television. I have Comcast, yep. and I've been uh, tweeting in all caps with a lot as many profanities as I can uh, squeeze in. Uh, but I this is the first domino to fall, right? So Comcast is coming. Comcast is coming. I well, don't know if they is, are. Well, well,
1: <laughs> is Comcast. Is I don't like, know how they this... have the greatest user interface. They're so easy to use. I love it. Yeah, you like and talking into your remote. Yeah, you just talk. So there's just like this grade on-demand, all that stuff. But man, they have the worst customers. Just they pressure on them? I don't know how this works. It has to, right? They have a, a trollish right? Twitter handle, and I don't know how they think that this is like good PR Dunks. for them to have a guy that just like shits on everybody on Twitter. Well, that's I kind say, of what you I'm do saying, with your like, blog. It, yeah, they, but I'm not running like a customer service. I'm not lot the, the, is a customer <laughs> service. But the, those three, the big three were acting
2: as one unit and to have one of the right one of those uh dominoes fall like it, it weakens the position of the other two and so <laughs> their obvious collusion now is coming to an end so yes it's coming it better come I, I,
3: I can't tweet. by the way the big three practical nickname worked like throughout this tenure but got it and anno- I'm like we just kept calling three greedy cable co- the big three yeah, yeah. it's like so annoying yeah. well, you,
2: because you're you come from a you uh, have been referred to as the big three in a positive way but this is like the big three in the most ominous, terrible way.
0: Uh, I do have a question. What's up? We kind of already talked is it about from it from
2: Comcast? <laughs> yeah, at Comcast. Why don't you guys go screw yourselves? That's a pretty uh, good question. Kane <laughs> Just
0: asks, can a team play good defense when it has no offense at all? And for how long, if that, can they go?
3: We touched on this a little bit, but there's a limit to it. There yeah, absolutely is. Especially for a team like Denver, who I don't think
1: is like a naturally great defensive team. They need no. to get... Score. Yes. Like yes.
2: Memphis made uh, an yeah, entire era
3: out of grit and grind. Gr- grit
2: and grind, not being, you know.
3: I and mean, even that, that great defense offense. last year, like a lot of it was, well, they're trading buckets. They're trading buckets. It's a close game. They're having fun. Now it's the fourth quarter. Lock it up. They yep. have the energy and they lock it up. But it was never like a four quarter. Yeah, like Let's point. lock these guys down.
0: I'm getting yelled at because I didn't read one. so Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Malone's uh man. I don't know how to say their name. Malone said that MPJ
1: needs to learn how to play off-ball, but why? Malone, well, That's a good question. So Malone, Malone said that MPJ needs to learn how to play off-ball, but why? This is for a lot of reasons. Today's NBA is about playing off-ball. It is the lowest isolation outside of the Houston Rockets teams are moving the ball there's so there's so much talent and then oh by the way denver has this system yes. that lends itself to being and, and by the way michael porter junior i think is a great off ball player he has a lot of off ball potential in him a lot of great instincts um but we're not we're past the carmelo anthony era there's a reason carmelo anthony's fall from grace mirrored allen iverson's fall from grace which was he was a star one day and out of the league the next his that skill set of yeah. throw the ball to a guy let him get you know clear out let him do this it's gone away except for for James Harden
2: right but it's it's not just the system that Denver runs it's that you have Nicole Jokic yeah, like right. that if you are active off ball, you start to confuse defenses, you you get people scrambling, you and, and he's going to
3: be if he's ever with the the starting unit, he'll probably, you know, at times he'll be the third option offensively, well, right. maybe the fourth, so he's not used to that, and, and look if he was on the bowls, that's probably not the discussion we're having, the discussion is like Yo, go ISO, dude. Like, yeah, have, what have
1: fun. What have we seen out of Michael Porter Jr. scoring-wise, though? Very good, like, first step, get to the rim. Like, he yep. had the first bucket tonight. He's good at those. Mm-hmm. Catch and shoot, cuts, putbacks, rebounds. Exceptional You know, those types of things. And then maybe the step back, like the sidestep or whatever. But we don't see a lot of, like, dynamic three-dribble moves. You know, no. multi-level moves. It's, it's get to the rim, go up, or step back. I've liked and his
3: I, approach in that regard, for sure.
1: But I also think that's his game. I don't right. think he has a lot of, like you know crazy shake to him um so anyway but but
2: i i just i think that that comment from the malone is saying like he envisions him in the starting lineup next to jokic yeah. right. he needs to get that right. skill develop that
3: that skill set so that he can complement i mean look him. i think the question probably not for michael but for everyone else is no longer like okay like how good is michael porter junior it's how can michael porter junior help the nuggets win a title and so that's it's going to be through that uh, um
0: person continued it with morris has been not
1: playing well, and PJ should be running the second year. Well, I don't wow, know, the yeah, second part of that question. Terrible. <laughs> really? <fell>. <laughs> really <laughs> Monte struggled on D. That's a great question. Love this one in the second Monte one. Struggled should be the point guard <laughs> over Monte struggled on Like, Sorry, man. Didn't mean to like roast you No, we've goes, seen
3: like, a couple. Like, I don't wild. think... Wild. Never...
1: That's the first. Michael Porter Jr. should be a point guard takeout. The, the first of <laughs> the many. The we,
3: first of matters. We've seen a few. Sorry, like I don't know, think, think really Monte Morris can run a second unit Comments. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the one thing I actually... How many assists is Michael um, <laughs> I, I like Curtis's. this uh, at David underscore Idell thoughts on Murray right now. Mm-hmm. Jokic's energy level is probably covering how bad his shot selection is. So bad. Um, Murray, I I, I want to start with the positives. I actually think in the non-scoring areas, and given that we we know of Murray to be a slow starter as a shooter, he's been a little more encouraging. Um, not not max player level. But he's he's playing point guard playing a little harder on D But the shot selection hasn't been great and and like if you're getting hundred eighty million dollars And and Jokic isn't in it. You have to be you have to win that game now. I haven't seen much of that
1: I would agree other than just to say that It's another symptom. I mean like all of these it, it all of these things look bad, right? Like, all of them. Right. It's just they're all coincidental, happen at the same time, or are they all connected? And but, it's I also, think they're all connected. but it
3: also, to me, speaks to, like, the type of player Murray is and, like, what it's going to look like if he's going to be the best version of himself. Yeah, that's I true. don't see him as this on an island it's, ISO guard. He doesn't yeah. have great handle to me. Yeah. He doesn't get a lot of separation. That's a great point. If he's going to be the best version of himself, it's as a cutting Rebounding Drive and pass Right pick Penetrate and role too, Pick right? and roll yeah. player that, that manipulates Jokic's gravity To his benefit It's not necessarily Going to be this Like Dame time thing I don't oh, know okay. You know what's so Depressing
2: too For me is Life Uh, Well yeah Yes Another um, podcast maybe The fact that Trey Young and Luka Doncic have come out and just look so much better than Jamal Murray. Like uh, after he got paid, guys, they're
1: exceptional player I mean, like well,
2: we just paid Jamal Murray know, as I though know. he is an exceptional player. Yeah. Like I was, you got, was, you have to though.
3: Know. What are your chances? To. You <laughs> draft? Do right, Luka Doncic or you sign a Kawhi Leonard in Denver? Like you have you're, to. Right? You're, you're not wrong, though, but you're right. not wrong either. I, I feel bad about that life comment
2: you
1: made still. I'd like an apology <laughs> on the, or off. I got the last
0: question.
1: Alright, thank God, because this is like the eighth last question.
0: Payne <laughs> said, have we ever heard Malone say, this one's on me. Previous loss was on him, no doubt. This one's 50-50. Yes. But has he ever owned up to his issue?
1: Of yes, course. Yes. Malone has been so good at not only owning up to his own things, but to like taking the fall when it clearly wasn't his.
3: Yeah. I mean, Malone and is... Like, he just walks around in practice Talking to guys, hearing what they have to say, and like uh-huh. patting himself on the yeah. chest, like he takes responsibility, and 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 more so than just the personal responsibility, he's not at all naive to the benefit of, of doing that as a coach and the way yeah. the players look at you.
1: Look, Michael. Again, I, there's things I disagree with Michael Malone, but that <coughs> at whole aspect of it, I, like I just don't question. I, I think he handles those parts really, really, really well, and. Um, and I also don't blame that question because we see this a lot more than maybe like the average fan gets to see it but he's very 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 good with that very well respected and I think handles that
3: alright DNVR listeners we're excited to tell you about some game changing coffee Strava Craft is the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives is it Croft or it's Craft it's Craft because what is Croft like, Laura, Laura Tomb Croft Tomb Raider? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is you're just out of your mind. The reviews are incredible, so check them out. This CBD infused coffee, CBD infused coffee, has taken away long term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, and it's helped decrease anxiety. Eric, those last two, that's us, baby. It's got our name written all over it. IBS, CBD <laughs> is all natural and not psycho. Maybe just me. Like, <laughs> CBD is all natural, not psychoactive. Coffee's rich. And we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. live fully. Check it out for yourself today. Receive 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door.
1: Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm
0: going to give each of you a close-up. So
3: Wait, wait, wait. Don't... Wait, I want to close on something positive. Oh, let's it's do it. It's been rough. It has not looked great. They do not look as good as last year. The Nuggets can win a title. Why not? Why not? Why
2: not?
3: If they don't win enough games. <laughs>
2: What do you and that's D-line Co. We'll see
1: you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. Adam, on you. Now I have to say goodbye. another thing? Oh, goodbye.
0: <laughs>
1: Farewell.
3: <laughs> Sayonara.